This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a kid. Many more years to come. Peace. You are listening to The Sound of Wine. Or at least Wine 30. Today, we will be talking about birthdays. And I will be talking about Fidelity and Hunter Biden. Ooh, big bad Hunter Biden. I don't know. I don't think he's that big or bad, but we'll discuss that later. So today, I am drinking a 2020 Malbec called Vignes Occults, and it is from Argentina. Oh, yeah. Dosa Argentina. Argentina makes good wines. Malbecs, especially. I feel yeah. like that's like their thing is like Malbec. They got a lot of those grapes from Spain. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like they have the right like temperature in South America for like reds like this. Oh, yeah. Um, I keep thinking that like I technically opened this wine last night. Not going to lie. But I feel like I've had this wine before. At some point in time, maybe not a 2020, maybe it was like a 2018 or a 2019 or something. Okay. But it tastes very familiar to me. Um, it's very good. It was on sale at Costco for, I think, like You're like bucks. moving your hand like a psychic. You're like, yes. okay, so I feel like <laughs> this wine is coming to me and it's trying to speak to me and says, you've had me before <laughs> at an earlier date. <laughs> Younger great, my child. <laughs> yeah. Or my grandfather. Yes. Uh, you're like a medium. You're like, yeah. So and I'm getting something else. Yes. Blackberries. Lots of blackberries. They're actually, currants. yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there are blackberries. <laughs> currants. <laughs> it's a little bit tart, like a tart cherry. You're like a babbling stream. <laughs> Does any of that sound familiar to like, you, wine? I would drink this in a babbling stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this would be a great wine if you were like fishing on a river and were like sitting just like with your fishing pole in the river and you were sitting in like a comfy chair. Like, I think on there's the river this taboo bank. that like if you're sitting next to a river or a creek, you have to be fishing. I'm like, I enjoy just being around creeks and rivers without killing an animal. I know. Or Me hunting too. an animal, you know? Not that I don't enjoy fishing or whatnot, but. This is a lake wine though. You could sit around a lake in like a comfy chair. Not yeah. a beach wine, but a lake wine. Okay. Um, like where you have like forest, like trees behind you, but you're on the water. There's some mosquitoes flittering mosquitoes. around. Mosquitoes. Yeah. Okay. You have some citronella candles burning, trying to get the yeah. mosquitoes away. So you really can't even smell the wine or taste it. <laughs> but it's relaxing nonetheless. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. That's this wine. Okay. Neat. So what I have been watching this week, I watched School Spirits on Netflix. It was what, eight episodes? I don't know. And it featured Peyton List and a bunch of actors I had never heard of before. Like for the most part, they were relatively unknown people. And it's about this girl who like died at the school and she's spending the whole series trying to figure out who killed her. It's about ghosts and spirits. But not in like a creepy way. It's a murder mystery. Yeah, it's fun. 
a teenage murder mystery drama. I also watched that. So that was the highlight. And then there's like a big like twist ending in the last like five minutes of the last episode, which like I kind of get why they did it because they're like won a season two, which they already were picked up for a season two. Um, because I was like expecting like a little bow of like, oh, this is who it is and this is them getting caught or whatever. But it's a little bit different. Yeah, they left it kind of on a um, new chapter. So you can be like, yeah, you want more? Like there's different ways they can take it from yeah. here. Which is kind of nice. Because they talk about like transcending that bridge and then a possible return. Yeah. But he's not going to give anything away past that. Um, okay. So what I've been reading, Ren and I are now on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We're about 15% of the way done there. I like the Goblet of Fire. I think that that's the one where they kill the, where, um, Voldemort kills somebody, right? I don't know. That's the one where, uh, that with the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. That's the one where yeah. he like, there's several people that die in during this book, I believe. Yeah. This is when it starts getting like serious. And when I started coming of age, mm-hmm. Well, now he's finally like 14 or 15 in the book, right? So yeah, I think it was like kind of cool because I was aging with the book when it came out. So you were like, I was like starting high school kind of age kind at of, the time yeah. that this one I came out. I think I was in middle school when it came out, but I binge read this book. You're probably in like eighth grade though by that point. So you're kind of like at that age where you're like about the same as Harry Potter. Yeah. So I was um, very emotionally invested in this. So I do have to say I watched the second movie or part of the second movie the other day. Because I was like, oh, I should be kind of trying to watch the movies not too long after I read the book so I can see the discrepancies between the books and the movies. And I don't think I've ever actually seen the second movie, for one. And for two, the movies are trash. Well, they're very much gauged towards kids and you're like a full-grown adult, so... (laughs) I was like, the acting is bad. The casting is bad. The effects are bad. Everything about it was bad. You know what I think the issue that I have with the movies is the books. I was like finishing up high school when the books stopped. Mm -hmm. And they came out with the first movie when I was in high school. So I was already, they, and the first movie is for like kid, like little kids. It's for like seven to 12, right? And I was already like a teen. So I was like, that's lame. You're like, as a 16, 17 year old, you don't want to watch an 11 year old. Yeah. But as the movies progress, they progress with that era. Mm -hmm. So like I missed the movie era, but I got the book era. See, I was technically the same age as Harry Potter as the movies were coming out. Which So you think you would love the movies. Like you think I would have been really into it as they were coming out. Right. But... No. But you also weren't into the books either. But now, like, reading the books, I'm like, the books are actually very good. The movies, I think, are what turned me off from reading the books Yeah, earlier on. Do you know what movie book adaptation was really great? Lord of the Rings. That's one that you could uh, read to the baby. I think I might. Only thing about Lord of the Rings is that there's a couple parts of the trilogy that they just left out completely didn't touch on in the movies. Yeah. I mean, the movies were super long though. Right. So they had to leave something out. Yeah. I don't even know if they recorded it at all. I don't know. 
It's kind of interesting to think about. Okay, so do you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. I started a new book called Behold, Behemoth. How is it? Seems okay. I've just started it, and it um, is kind of depressing because it starts at the death. Is the art cool? Art's pretty neat. I like it. I feel like that's like 50% of graphic novels for me is like the art has to be really good. Yeah, I've read some graphic novels where the writing was really bad, like some older comic books, and I that was a turnoff for me. Um, There was what was it, Blackbird, which was Jen Bartel. And like the art was like phenomenal throughout the entire thing, but I couldn't get into the writing. So it was that was like one of those series for me where I was like, the art's amazing, but like I'm not connecting with the writing at all. It's a bummer. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing something new. All right. What have you been playing? It is called Night in the Woods, and it is a game on the Nintendo Switch, but you can also get it for PC, PlayStation. Like, I don't even know. There was a bunch of places you can get it, but um, basically you're a, I think it's supposed to be a cat who just dropped out of college and you're like moving back to your old town, but like everything is different. And uh, where you live is called Possum Springs, which is the entire reason that I decided I needed (laughs) that game. Um, I'm still like in the very beginning stages of the game, but I hear it's pretty cool. And I get to hear, like, I hear you get to like commit crimes even and like explore and do a bunch of fun stuff. So I like the art. Sounds cool. It looks kind of like roguelike. I don't know. Do you just save and go or is it kind of like one life type of deal? I I don't think you can die. Oh, okay. That I know of. Yeah. So I think it's just like I keep going and I think you can kind of do what you want to do at a certain point. Like right now I'm still just trying to get to my old house and stuff. But once I get there, I think I can start doing my own thing. Okay. So just teaching the mechanics of the game. I think so. Nice. Um, have you been playing anything? I have not. I'm a, I'm going to play some games tonight. We'll see. That is a lie. Why? You have been playing stuff. What have I been playing? Well, you've been playing Torn, which you've talked about before, yeah. but he's been he's moved on from only tagging things and vandalizing things on the game. Now he's like a poker addict and he sweet talks other players into giving him islands. yeah pretty much so that's where he's at i actually stopped playing poker because it was too addicting that's probably for the best yeah and i lost a million dollars not real money in one hand obviously oof yeah it was bad okay so what i've been listening to this week i've been listening to a lot of podcasts but one in particular is It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield from The Australian Bachelor. She's been having a lot of really cool guests on. Like Andrew on our road trip was listening to one with me where they had a guy who grew up in like, he was like a Zionist Jew and then like stepped away from the church and was like an anti-Zionist or whatever and was explaining like what he saw firsthand in Israel. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. So um, she's had a lot of really interesting people on recently. And she does this thing called Nightmare Fuel, which are like shorter episodes where people go and they talk about like their craziest like 
date stories and stuff that like are literally like nightmare fuel, like nightmare worthy dates. And they, there's like some crazy stuff yeah. that people have experienced. And I'm like, dang. Um, so those are always just entertaining. That's cool. And it makes me glad that I'm not on the dating scene. Oh yeah. Cause people are crazy. Do you want to know what I've been listening to? Yeah. I've been listening to some, um, I don't know if it's techno. Lindsay would call it that. Uh, but it's a album called Above and Beyond. Is it just like electronic? It's by Tri-State. Yeah, it's kind of like electronic. Cool. We've also been listening to some Christmas tunes. We have been listening to Christmas tunes. I like have been doing a lot of raking lately, and I think it's neat to listen to electronic music while you rake. I mean... <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so we are going to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsor, and we'll be back with those hot topics. Andrew can attest to the fact that if my nails are not done, my hands are instantly in my mouth, like constantly. And that's why I love Olive and June. They have the cutest press-ons that look super real. They last for for me, like over a week, every single time, sometimes two, they're super flexible and which makes them last longer. And they have a ton of sizes, plus they're non-damaging. And not only do they have great press-ons, but they also have everything you need for salon quality manicures at home. So I currently have Olive and June nail polish on. Super cute. I love their award-winning cuticle serum. And it breaks down to just $2 a manicure which is way, way cheaper than going to the salon. Plus they have Olive and June quick dry, which dries in about a minute and lasts for five plus days. And you have full coverage in just one to two coats. And they have over 17 new quick dry colors and that quick dry top coat, which is definitely worth checking out. You can visit oliveandjune.com slash wine30 for 20% off your first Olive and June system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash W-I-N-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y for 20% off your first Olive and June system. Okay, so if you don't know, my birthday is coming up quite rapidly, same day as Taylor Swift's birthday, December 13th. And because I'm pumped about my birthday, I have a few birthday-related questions. Okay. Okay. First up, what is your favorite type of birthday cake or, like, birthday dessert? Uh, I like, like, devil's chocolate cake. Like, the most chocolatey mm. thing I can get my hands on. It's, like, brownie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You don't like chocolate. He's like, chocolate on chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. That's what I want because Lindsay doesn't like chocolate. I mean... It is fair. You did get some of that on your birthday this year. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of a pie person over cake. Oh, I, I, the older I get, the more I enjoy pie for sure. Even as a kid, like if given the option, I was always like, oh, I just want pie. I also like have a birthday around the holidays that when pie is just like super abundant, like apple pies are everywhere. Pumpkin pies are everywhere. Berry pies are everywhere. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Whereas you're like a spring baby. I'm kind of a spring baby. I don't, I like pies a lot. So I don't know if it has anything to do with when you were born. Yeah. You know, I'm going to believe it is, even though you don't. Okay. So what is your favorite birthday memory from childhood? Favorite birthday memory? 
Like, what has my best birthday been? I don't know. I actually don't really remember many of my birthdays. Is that bad? I was like racking my brain. I was like, what did I do for each individual birthday? I was like, I remember taking like the wine train in Napa for my fifth birthday. And there was like a clown. It was like the Christmas train. And, but trains make me sick. Like, or at least they did as a kid. They made me like motion sick. So probably not that one. And then I was like, oh, my 10th birthday, but my bird died on my 10th birthday. Oh, that's sad. And um, so that was very sad. And then let's see. Then I was like, oh, my 13th birthday, I got this really cool poster that they put together for me where they got like tons of teen magazines and cut out all the photos of Dream Street, the boy band from each of the magazines and made me like a giant poster for my wall. Hmm. And that was probably like one of the best gifts I've ever gotten in my entire life. Um, But my birthday as a whole was really crummy. And it was like Friday the 13th. And I didn't go to the school dance that day because I wanted to go home because it was my birthday and I wanted to like open presents and like do cake and stuff. And then I took the bus home, but then it was like raining. The bus was late. Hot perfume sprayed in my eye. Oh, that sounds it's like awful. a rough day. Why are you bringing that up as like your best birthday? Well, I'm saying, I mean, it's not my favorite memory, but those are just memories that pop up when I think about different birthdays. Oh, you know what? My 21st birthday, it was pretty fun because I spent it with Andrew. Yeah, but you weren't a child. I didn't say, oh, I guess I said from childhood on. So that, yeah. that no longer counts. I can remember my more recent birthdays. I can't really remember. I just don't know. I remember like going to birthday parties and thinking those were really fun. I but, like had a few birthday parties. I was more like a person who liked to invite over like two or three friends versus like big parties. Yeah. I was like, I wanted sleepover parties, but just like my close friends. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. It's like, oh, like if I just invite two or three friends, we can like go to the movies and have a sleepover. I'm but- like, oh, my birthday's from childhood. Well, I chopped a lot of wood as a child. <laughs> so I probably was out chopping wood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my birthday, like, usually fell during, like, finals week for school. Yeah. So, it's like, you can't really do too much when people are worried about passing their finals. That's true. That's kind of a bummer, in a way. Okay, so my last birthday question. Do you prefer planned or surprise birthdays? Um, I don't know. Are you asking what I prefer now as an adult or what I preferred back in the day? Now as an adult. Okay. Because back in the day, I would have said surprised. But as an adult, I feel like planned is better. Oh, I'm always planned. Yeah. I don't want to be like too surprised. I like, I want to surprise, but I don't want to be like, what do you mean we have to get on a plane? But if I was young and a kid, a young buck, (laughs) then I would have been like, yeah, I'll get on a plane. Where are we going? (laughs) I was like always scared of surprise parties or like I'm also like... I've mentioned this multiple times, like my scariest thing in life would be a flash mob. And I feel like surprise parties and flash mobs are very like closely related. Yeah. I don't like what it. What about both? Ugh. You hit with the surprise party I'd to a flash mob. probably die on the spot. <laughs> be funny. Okay. Hit me with your topics. All right. So this one's kind of gritty, but 
I was thinking about it the other day for some reason. What is, is, um, so it's a relationship question about cheating. Is it worse or the same or like not as bad to be cheated on by the same sex? Like if I, if a guy that you're dating cheats on you with another guy, like, is that less severe than if he cheated with another female or is that like, the reason it came up is because I was thinking about the Kardashians and how, um, what's his face converted. Chris oh, Jenner. Uh, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Yeah. And like, okay, that's weird. I don't know. That's not the particular, but then I just got to thinking and I was like, is it worse? Do you think? But they still date women. Yeah. I don't know. I, but, I just, but I know that yeah. there's people that I like, I honestly feel like it would be worse Oh, really? For someone to cheat with someone of the same sex, because then it would be like, oh, well, that's like a need that I could not fulfill. Like, whereas if they cheated with the same sex, you'd be like, oh, like. That's a need I wasn't fulfilling. Or no, but like, like that's that's something that you could talk about in like therapy, right? Kind of. Or like you could talk through that or figure out like what the disconnect was there. But if it's like they're cheating with the same sex, it's like, well, that's something you can't fulfill. Right, but that's also something that you can't fulfill, so you can't be as mad as. I think he, I think it's I think it's worse. Do you? Because mm-hmm. I think it's not as worse. Like if all of a sudden, I hate to say you, but you know you're the my significant other. But if you were like, oh, all of a sudden into women, I'd be like mad. I would be <laughs> outburst angry, but I wouldn't be as hurt as if you cheated uh, with. Because I would be like, oh, she finds opposite sex attractive, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on circumstances as well. Or she finds the same sex attractive. You know, and like that is not something I can control. So it's like less in my in my control, I guess. Or not in my control. I don't know what I'm saying. I just, I think it's, I think it's not as bad. Or I guess it could be the same or different. That is different. I don't think it's any better. Definitely better. Uh, it could be. Could be. I definitely don't see... Because I feel like I could have a, a friendship with my significant other if they were lesbian or, you know. But I wouldn't be able to have a friendship with them if they committed adultery, you know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I would have a hard time regardless yeah because you see their their boyfriend (laughs) no i just feel like (laughs) like what would the point be i don't know it's i know people do that and it they make it work and i just i feel like i'm too jealous of a person to like be able to handle that you're like i know he's gay but (laughs) right yeah i I don't know i was just thinking about it i just thought it was an interesting topic yeah. Like, do they par on the same? Okay, next topic. Uh, Hunter Biden, I got to bring it up. He was indicted on nine tax charges. Three, yeah. fre- three federal cl- crimes. I guess he didn't pay taxes on like millions of dollars. And he was um, caught buying expensive cars, buying women overseas. I mean, if I could get away with not paying taxes, I would do that. But 
I feel like the IRS like will be like, um, you did not claim this six dollar uh rebate that you got from this thing. Um, you're going to have to pay interest on that. You'd be like, and you forgot to cash it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you still owe the interest on still that. Still owe on that. It's like, man, that's hardcore. So, like, it's always surprising to me when there's people that spend like millions of dollars that weren't like just instantly audited. I know because this is from between 2016 and 2019. Yeah, so, like, literally, what, seven, eight years ago? Like, basically, the max amount of time they can go back in taxes. Uh, and the reason... But the thing is, is they knew about this, I guess. And they were only going to give him a misdemeanor. But he denied that he did it. And so, they had so much evidence that they were like, well, now we have to charge you with a felony in all these accounts. Which I actually find that to be outrageous a little bit, that the government would not treat him the same as another citizen. Yeah. Like he gets special treatment because he's got a Biden name. I don't know. Seems shady. I agree. Seems shady. I don't like it. There's a, I just, I think the whole government is shady right now. Yeah. It's like you get a free pass or something. If you're in the government, I don't think so. Last time I checked, this was a democracy or maybe last time I checked, it wasn't a democracy. It was a bureaucracy. I feel that. Yeah. Feel that for sure. Okay. I we Oh, we got a, something in the mail to vote, and there literally was one name on it. And That's no, it. there was no place for a write-in. There was no place for a write-in. There was one name on it. So it was just like, you either vote or you don't. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? And there was no <laughs> other names on the paper. It wasn't like, you know, I don't know. Just really annoying. Like, there wasn't, like, a thing to check and be like, I don't want this candidate. Right. Like. And you can't tell me people aren't applying because they get paid more than the average worker, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that wanted that job. But, yeah. you know, only one made it on the ballot. Only one made it on only the ballot. Only one filled out the thousands of pages of paperwork and raised a bunch of money for the government. Yeah. They should have to explain why that person's on the government on the ballot. Like if we have to explain like were they nominated by the governor and we're just like approving it or like what? It's like we have to do taxes and we have to explain why we spent every dollar that we made on what we spent it on and why Mm -hmm. we just deserve to have certain things written off. And they don't have to explain why they put someone on the ballot. Yeah. So annoying. Okay. So with that. We will talk to you next week when I am another year older.